Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, I want to take a deep dive in research on the subject of secret technologies that are at work in the world today. The average person does not understand at all the reality of the society that we live in or the world that we live in. People today, because they've been socially engineered, dumbed down, or whatever you want to call it, uh, are oblivious. I mean, if you're if you are looking to the mainstream media, which is nothing more than a corporate, a global corporate-controlled propaganda machine designed to fill your mind with either programming or diversions from the truth. That's all it is, because you will be like a donkey in some kind of old-time circus that just the donkey just parades around in a circle, and maybe they'll sell donkey rides for children. Mainstream media and the corporate-controlled media complex, which exists in America and around the world, is nothing more than a dog-and-pony show or a dog-and-donkey show. That's what it is. So when you talk to people, don't be surprised that they are completely out to lunch. They don't get it. They don't have a hunger to get it, and they will attempt to dismiss you if you try to speak the truth or if you try to raise the bar or elevate the level of discussion into something real, something important. If you make a comment or contribute in some way, verbally or socially, and you attempt to elevate the level of discussion into something real, something really spiritual, truly spiritual, or, or something that is true scientific or, or scientifically or technologically, they will robotically attempt to suppress you. They may not even be aware of it. Most likely, they, they aren't aware of it. They're just like walking around in an autopilot. So having said that, if you want truth and knowledge, you're going to have to make a choice. And the choice is you're going to either continue to walk blissfully down the pathway to oblivion and destruction, as the majority of people in America and the human race are doing right now, or you're going to have to summon the courage by calling on God, who will give you a spirit of boldness and faith and confidence if you ask him to, because he rewards and he blesses those people who try to discover and follow the truth, okay? So I'm going to introduce some topics and subjects and concepts on today's Paul McGuire Report, and I, I ask you to spread this link far and wide and help me to promote it. In addition, I need you to stand with me in prayer, in support, and in volunteerism, because I cannot do this by myself. But you see, it only takes a dedicated minority. You know, my research has revealed to me over the years that it only takes 1% of the population, or let's say 1% of Christians, to be awakened, to gain knowledge, to understand the Word of God. It only takes 1%, and you can see a tipping point based on a 1% group of people who are dedicated to discovering and finding the truth. That, that creates a tipping point in what we could call the consciousness or the sphere of consciousness, or as uh, psychologists and, and scientists today are calling the uh, hive mind 
or world brain, which is more than just the technology. It's, it's, it's the understanding that on the level of electromagnetic frequencies and frequencies that are not even revealed to the public, the public doesn't even know these frequencies exist, that we are all joined together on some level, an electromagnetic level, a scalar wave technology level, but on some level we'll join together. So we're going we're gonna to get into this because you can't win the spiritual battle if you don't understand the nature, the multidimensional nature of the weapons and the strategies that are being used against you, especially if you're a Christian and believe in the Bible and are walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You, you become uh, an opponent to this world system. Okay, let's, let's just, the, the topics that I'm going to present to you, I've written about in my books. I'm going to go through it quickly here. But if you want further information, if you want to become a master of the subject, then I suggest you get my books like Conquering the Matrix and the other books. Because of that, they will explain it to you in more detail. Let's start out with this. Let's call them, uh, let's call them theoretical. Let's call this a theoretical discussion. So theoretically, and then on a legal basis, allegedly, there are discussions among a growing number of brave science uh, scientists and, and people who are in the highest level of the technological fields that going back around, I think it was approximately 140 years ago, there, there was the beginning of a massive change in our Earth, in our atmosphere, in our world. What I'm referring to is the invention of two pivotal technologies. One would be in 1844. In the year 1844, the technology called the telegraph was invented. And the telegraph was a means of transmitting primarily written information and sending it through wires all across the world and all across the United States because they constructed wires that went deep under the, under the ocean. That was technology number one. Technology number two was the invention of radio, with radio being the transmitter of radio waves, electromagnetic frequencies, radio waves, radio broadcasting. Now, the Italian inventor Marconi is credited as being the inventor of radio. I don't believe that. I believe that the real inventor of radio was Nikola Tesla, a genius whose uh, inventions and theories were for hundreds of years more advanced than anything we publicly discovered on planet Earth. And they wanted to suppress Nikola Tesla because he was a threat to the international bankers, the globalist elite, 
J.P. Morgan and on and on and on. But okay, so we have these two technologies. Then we have television broadcasting, and it's being transmitted on a different frequency. And then we move forward to our time, and we have a large spectrum of technologies that are used for all kinds of things. But I want to specifically talk about the transmitting power, the electromagnetic frequencies associated with the the beginning days of cell phones, as cell phones evolved, and now as cell phones are taking a quantum leap into what's called 5G. Now, at one time, cell phones were operating on 4G, 3G, 2G, 1G. But when it crosses over to 5G, it's a major and exponential escalation of power. 5G technology is so powerful that not only can it deliver um, internet information um, at a, a faster rate, but the downside of it is that depending upon what frequencies you use, specific frequencies you use with 5G, you uh, enter the spectrum of what's called directed energy weapons. Now, I've seen pictures of directed energy weapons in action. Maybe some of you have. I've written about this in my books, by the way, Power from on High, The Greatest Battle, Conquering the Matrix. So if you want to get up to speed, grab those books. The Lord told me in a still small voice, in a deep impression, repeatedly, several decades ago, he kept bringing to me the word frequency or frequencies. And he kept telling me that what you're looking for, Paul, and I was looking for alternative sources of healing and energy and power and answers to different questions. And the Lord, the, the Lord kept leading me into the area of research on EMF or electromagnetic frequencies. And I began to understand as the Holy Spirit anointed my willingness to obey him and study and read articles and read books over and over and over again, because I'm not, you know, I can't be everything. And I'm not a trained engineer or a trained physicist or anything else. My my research encompasses a wide spectrum of disciplines. But I began to realize electromagnetic frequencies are everything. And yet information about the true nature and extent and scope of electromagnetic frequencies is highly censored. You and I, in our physical beings, you and I, in, in, in the physical reality, the physical expression of every person, their biological body, their face, their hair, their height, whatever, you and I, beyond the biological, physical world representation that we are, but beyond that, we, we come from uh, our existence in this world is generated by electromagnetic frequencies. So you and I are a projection of electromagnetic frequencies into this physical realm. Now, behind that is God. And I don't know what other technologies God uses. Remember, it's God that invented DNA. It's God that invented this human cells. It's God that invented... Uh, the neurons in your brain, your biological body. It's God that invented uh, 
various energy sources. So we don't worship EMF and we don't worship it as a, a, a creator. We recognize it's there. So when you watch these uh, electromagnetic frequency weapons or directed energy weapons or directed energy beams, they're supposed to be non-lethal. Okay, so what that means is militaries around the world can aim them for the purpose of crowd dispersal, altering the consciousness of people in a crowd. Um, you can you can make them violent and angry. You can make them depressed and suicidal. You can make them ecstatic and joyous and act like they're drunk or high. And they don't even know what has hit them because it is being the ability to do that is being generated by an electromagnetic frequency weapon, which at a certain specific numerical frequency can produce any number of psychological, psychiatric, neurological results in people. So when it comes to directed energy weapons, at a certain frequency, which is in the realm, listen carefully, that's in the realm of 5G. So I'm now talking about directed energy weapons that are in the realm of 5G technology at a specific numerical number of or frequency within 5G. You can aim it at a crowd and people will feel like their bodies are burning up and they'll flee. They'll, they'll disperse. They'll run for their lives. And if it's used properly, it's a non-lethal weapon. Now, if somebody is careless or some evil nation is, is intentional on harming people, all they have to do is turn up the dial or whatever instrument they use to, to increase the power and up the frequency of 5G. Then that directed energy weapon becomes not, it goes from non-lethal to lethal or deadly. So you can zap or kill people from a distance. And nobody will know really what hit them unless an expert trained in the field could explain it to them. That means somebody could be walking along the street, mysteriously die out of a, of a heart attack in the middle of nowhere or just die on a city street. But it really wasn't a biological, it could have been a biological heart attack, highly possible. But it could also be a directed energy weapon hit. The, the communist Russia. And Russian agents utilizing their embassy and the American embassies, they began to secretly target the Americans uh, working in the American embassy. They were firing, let's call it toxic, directed energy beams at them. And the specific frequency that the Russians were using against the Americans, and they also did this in Cuba, by the way, um, the specific um, directed energy beam that was being targeting the American diplomats, etc., imp negatively impacted their God-given immune systems. And so the specific frequency that the Russians and the Cubans were using against the Americans until they got caught was the uh, usage of a directed energy beam weapon or a specific electromagnetic frequency that over time produced uh, death. And over time, I, I'm, I'm 
saying like years later, a year later, different with different people. And it happens slowly and incrementally. So to, the, to a casual observer, even a medical observer, it looked like people were simply dying of a disease and that somehow they got exposed to whatever and they died of a disease. But that, that's not the whole story because you see EMF was weaponized and is weaponized today. Now I'm going to throw something out to you with no conclusion. No, I, I, don't, I don't even think I'm going to bring up a question because I don't see enough information out there that's credible that, that gives me the space or platform to take this any further than the following. But remember when all those houses in California and this entire area in California was uh, houses were, were just burning up with the most incredible heat. You saw the pictures on television. And yet what was weird is when they when the fires subsided and they went back and took pictures with cell phones and stuff, you would see that, let's say, 85%, I guess, of the homes were completely burnt down. I mean, it was more it was it was beyond any conventional fire because cars melted. Things that normally don't uh, burn up melted. So whatever generated this fire and this heat was way beyond a mere fire. And then conspicuously, there were some houses throughout the community where all the homes around these houses were completely melted down and burnt up. But some of the houses were just, even though they were surrounded by houses that burnt up and melted, some of the houses were perfectly intact like the heat or the fire or whatever, didn't even come near their house, even though their next-door neighbor's houses were burnt up and, and were leveled to the ground. Now, there was a video that was released that I can't vouch to its credibility because I don't have enough information, but the video looked like it was taken most likely from a helicopter or a plane that had the ability to to fly low over the area that was all burned down. And and the video that was circulating, some of the video was taken or shot during the actual burning down of all these homes. And you heard the, the pilot and the co-pilot of whatever aircraft it was, talking to each other. And and they were pointing out the fact to each other that there were these green, kind of neon green streaks or neon green laser beams that were, were being fired from, from an aerial position above them. So they were like green laser beams. And the, the, the pilots theorized that these green laser beams constituted some kind of advanced weapon, perhaps a directed energy beam, that, that represented a, a new and secret technology not known to the American public, but, but was so powerful that it literally melted and vaporized all these homes in California. 
So I don't have an answer to that, except to say that paying attention, noticing what's going on is critical to gaining knowledge and truth and understanding. I believe that on some level, that all of this goes back to the discoveries of Nikola Tesla, the inventor that was attacked. His inventions were locked up and suppressed, uh, even though the, the wealthiest men in the world, the international bankers, the globalist billionaires of the time, they bought up his technology. But in the end, they, they got his technology in order to bury it. Because his technology was so powerful and revolutionary that mankind today would have no energy crisis whatsoever. We would have no need whatsoever for petroleum, gasoline, uh, oil, coal, uh, radio, uh, you know, radioactive uh, generators using radioactive material. The entire energy-dependent system on a global level, there would be no energy crisis. So all this talk, if, if what people think is true, is true, the energy crisis would have been solved because Nikola Tesla discovered a new form of energy that required very minimal, 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 minimal dollars to, to use it and harness it, but they suppressed it. But I don't think they totally suppressed it. I think on a secret level, the globalist elite, advanced militaries around the world, because the Russians were all over Nikola Tesla, um, advanced militaries around the world, people, military scientists, engineers, etc., to whatever degree, and the Nazis, Adolf Hitler and the Nazi scientists, were all over Nikola Tesla's technology. So the, the question is, I don't think that all these people just stole the technology and that's the end of the story. I believe that they were secretly working on this technology and have been working on this technology for many years. Some people allege, well, some people allege or simply say, what is happening in the world today and what is the root of what is happening in the world today has a lot to do with what they say is a is the discovery of a of an entirely new and entirely secret source of energy um, i I would think that whether they realize it or not, this discovery of the secret source of energy came from the scientific discoveries of Nikola Tesla. So we have that dynamic going on. And then we have the, the 1844 uh, invention of the telegraph, which uses electrical energy to transmit information through, through telephone-type wires. Um, then, in the 1890s, we have the discovery of radio and radio broadcasting, and it takes off from there. So, 
there are a number of scientists all across the world who have been echoing their concern about the potential dangers of certain electromagnetic frequencies. In other words, specific frequencies that are transmitting at a specific numerical number. So according to their theories, not all frequencies are necessarily bad, dangerous, and disease-causing. Some of the frequencies alleged by these scientists would constitute what the Russians have called bioenergetics. And bioenergetics is a term for using specific electromagnetic frequencies for the purpose of healing people. And so there has been covert experimentation for the last hundred years or so where people have had to secretly experiment using different electromagnetic frequencies and attempting, I'm not saying they did cure people, I don't know, but they claim to have healed people from all kinds of diseases. So what is this secret frequency? I think you have to look into the research of Nikola Tesla, which I talk about in my books like Power From On High and The Greatest Battle and Conquering the Matrix. You have to look into the research of Nikola Tesla because Nikola Tesla, he was in competition with um, Thomas Edison, who who was promoted by the elite. Thomas Edison has has been given credit for the invention of the light bulb. He, Thomas Edison wanted to use DC current in our, all of our houses. DC electricity is what batteries generate, like in a, in a flashlight. Um, it was Nikola Tesla who invented the competitive electrical system known as AC or alternating current. Um, Nikola Tesla also invented many other electronic technologies. Excuse me, Thomas Edison invented many other electronic technologies. But if you look at the lives of the two scientists, both of them, by the way, utilized unconventional means of obtaining their secret scientific and secret technological and secret electromagnetic uh, knowledge. And you can't can't bypass that because it makes you uncomfortable. Because it is a threat against uh, the the so-called normal scientific approach. Because it claims to transcend the normal scientific approach. So when you delve into the lives, and I began studying and reading about the lives of Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison, again, starting in second grade, third grade, fourth grade, I just read all of these biographies because I was looking for answers. When you study their lives, you see both of them taught themselves, whether they, whether they acquired bits of information from other people, I don't know, whether they read alternative religious or mystical textbooks, I don't know. But both of them were self-taught in the practice of creating an altered state of consciousness um, through various techniques. Thomas Edison would never sleep through the night. He would work 24 hours a day, but he would take regular catnaps. And during these regular catnaps, your brain goes into different EMF frequencies. And so you can enter a dream state 
where you can solve problems and gain information. Some people call that lucid dreaming. And ironically, Nikola Tesla was engaged in similar so-called spiritual activities where he, he would empty his mind, which is what they do in the practice of yoga and Eastern mysticism, etc. And you see, both of them were scientists, but what, we, what was shocking and what was mind-blowing is that their discoveries, which were so futuristic and advanced, yeah, it came from their deep knowledge, their hard work, their diligence in scientific and engineering experimentation, no question about it. But the other potential asset that they utilized, which is often sneered at by modern medicine and modern science, is that they taught themselves how to tap into what could be called an extra-dimensional source of information or an interdimensional source of information. Now, you and I might say, well, that was God. You, you couldn't call either of these men Christians. And what's interesting is that when you study Nikola Tesla, The basic thesis of his scalar wave technology is that he discovered what were called scalar waves, which is an entirely different system of energy that comes from some kind of world in another dimension. And that other dimensional world has many names, like it's called ether. A-E-T-H-E-R, or the etheric field. And a lot of mystics and occultists and people like that refer to that. And people who channel and, and people who claim to, to uh, go into other dimensions to seek information, they claim to visit the etheric world. But what's weird is that um, Nikola Tesla, he claimed that his source of unlimited energy Unlimited energy was energy pulled out from another dimension, and through technology uh, utilized in our physical world for the purposes of energy and all kinds of things. Now, um, this is where it gets very difficult and very ch uh, challenging. So, if you're looking for easy answers and microwave instructions, you're not going to find it here. Because for me to deliver that kind of short burst of information would be irresponsible. All I can tell you is that through decades of research, it is obvious to me that Nikola Tesla really did discover something that has revolutionized our world, but it has been kept hidden from us because you see the very top of the globalist elite pyramid. The, the, the very head of the American matrix. And by the way, you need to go to paulmcguire.us and watch a video that I'm sending out, which you can get by going to paulmcguire.us and, and signing up for the uh, e-blast. And it's a short video, but I think you'll find it interesting uh, as I talk about the American matrix. Obviously, it's free. So this. Uh, Energy is pulled out from another dimension. Now, again, 
what most people don't know, and this is something the Lord revealed to me through, through His Spirit, through studying His Word and, 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 and listening to the voice of the Lord and researching the areas that the Lord told me to research, like frequencies. And this has been going on since early childhood. So this is, this is I'm giving you a distillation of information and knowledge that has taken me a lifetime and many decades to acquire. Within the context of this information and communication are the seeds of understanding that will revolutionize your life and revolutionize this planet. And I believe that God, the biblical God, the Creator, capital C, has given us, God's people, this technology for purposes of good, for His purposes. But we have to be diligent to acquire them. If if we continue to be slothful and lazy and indifferent and unbelieving, the enemy, the occultists or whatever, they are going to seize control of this energy, and it will be used against us. Because the frequencies that, that can be potentially generated by 5G, those frequencies, in addition to being uh, potentially calibrated to be uh, direct energy beam weapons, these frequencies also just happen to be the same range of frequencies, EMF, that mind control technology on a national level, a local level, an individual level, the the same frequencies that we fire up into the upper atmosphere or the ionosphere can be used to change men and women's consciousness, either in an evil way or a good way. They can be used. It's this same technology that is the superpower technology behind, yes, and it needs to be said properly, and if you have a problem with that, Wake up and smell the coffee. The, this electromagnetic frequency that I'm talking about is the same range of electromagnetic frequencies that have the power to create or generate weather modification, like hurricanes, droughts, rains, tsunamis, earthquakes. So by using the EMF technology, you can own or control the weather. Now, if that's problematic to you and you're going to burp out like a fool conspiracy theory, then read my books where I cite my documentation, do your homework, and either put up or shut up. And I suggest that you begin by shutting up because you're wrong. And I'm not being unkind. It's just my, my, my patience for resistance to the truth is growing thin. So here's the deal. Um, since the 1940s, there are films, there are interviews, there are articles with military engineers, military scientists, scientists talking about weather modification technology. The U.S. military published a, a, a special report where they said, you know, something to the effect of who owns the weather. And the idea was that the, the U.S. military was, was boasting in this report that I think it was by the year 2025, or, or pretty close to that year, by the year 2025, which is right around the corner, they will have total domination of all weather control technology and weather control weaponry. Now, just just two two points of documentation. I go a lot further in it in my books, Power from on high, 
a prophecy of the future of America, Volume One and Two, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, I quote and use as my source a literal video speech given at the powerful globalist CFR or Council on Foreign Relations, where the former head of the CIA is giving a speech to these very powerful people. And what he essentially says is that we have, and we have been using, uh, weather modification technology uh, for quite some time for the purpose of uh, combating the dangers of climate change. Now, the issue here is not climate change. The issue is that you have a public admission by probably the most powerful official given at not some you know weird place, but the Council on Foreign Relations, the seat of power, and you have an open admission of the reality that our weather is presently being modified through weather modification technology. So for all the parrots out there who repeat conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory over and over again, see, if you did your homework, you'd be winning more people to Christ. Your kids would take you seriously. Society would take Christians seriously. But as long as Christians steadfastly refuse to obey the Word of God, for example, the book of Proverbs, and pursue wisdom as if it was precious gold and silver and precious jewels, etc., until we come into alignment of that truth and repent of the sin of habitual stupidity, we are going to be in captivity. That's what the Bible says. The pilgrims and Puritans warned us of that because they studied and believed and acted on the Word of God, specifically Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses. Now, I'm not being unkind when I say that. I'm being confrontational. And if you think being confrontational is not spiritual, then you obviously have not read the Bible or the Old Testament. Because the prophets, men that God raised up, the apostles, Jesus Christ, they all were confrontational as they proclaimed the gospel and the truth as God called them to do it. So there's no conflict between being contra- uh, confrontational and uh, speaking the truth, as long as you do it in love. And don't confuse love with this sappy, doe-eyed, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking rom- romantic love, but what I'm saying is don't confuse the full spectrum of the agape love of Jesus Christ with some kind of romantic love. So this brings us to the place where, we, for in order for us to be everything that God has created us to be in the last days, we are going to have to, as individuals, as mothers, as fathers, as educators, as pastors, as religious leaders, as ordinary people, we are going to have to take a deep breath. We're going to have to, yes, you're right, you already figured it out. We are going to have to really step up our game and play to win. No retreat, no surrender, because our God is the only true God, proved by the fact that after he was crucified in front of witnesses, after he was placed into a tomb with a boulder uh, blocking any potential exit from the door, Jesus Christ came out of the tomb with the help of angels. Jesus Christ preached the gospel after he was crucified and died, and then in front of these, the 
in front of his disciples, Jesus Christ supernaturally ascended into heaven and announced to his disciples that he was going to return to earth. And the angels that were there said, in the same way that he left. In other words, he ascended into heaven supernaturally, and when he literally returns to earth, he's going to descend to the earth supernaturally. All of these activities that Jesus Christ did, by the way, like moving through the walls of a tomb and not, you know, and and escaping the tomb uh, and and walking through walls and ascending into heaven supernaturally and, and walking around with a new body, all of these things represent the reality of the kingdom of God, which can only be fully understood by having some basic rudimentary knowledge of things like scalar technology, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, etc., etc., which deal with, from a scientific perspective, the multidimensional nature of our reality. And the Bible is filled with historical, real-life depictions of his servants performing supernatural miracles and doing supernatural things that can only be explained in the context of the fact that something from out of this dimension the kingdom of heaven, something from out of this dimension gave them the supernatural power to do what is considered or labeled impossible. Yet the Word of God tells us nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible with God. Whatever you ask in Jesus' name, Jesus said, I will do it. These are the keys to the kingdom, believing in the promises of God and acting on the promises of God. That gives it. You don't have to be Nikola Tesla. You don't have to be Thomas Edison. But every Christian who reads the Word of God and acts on the Word of God by faith can use the keys of the kingdom, which can supernaturally open doors in another dimension and release supernaturally and miraculously all kinds of things in this earth and in our nation, America. You see, that's why I don't perish because of. Let's say in the moment, it looks like we're doomed, okay? Let's say if I appraise everything, in that moment, I may come to the conclusion that we're doomed, and there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. The problem with that is, I came to that conclusion in the moment. Moments pass by into seconds and minutes and hours and days and years. As I get more information, as I'm exposed to more truth, most likely I would reassess the statement that there's nothing I can do. You see, I meet people all the time because of their pride. They mean well, but because of their pride, they will not budge or be open to, not error, not unsound doctrine, but be open to the truth of the Word of God on a deeper level. Part of repentance means that we need to repent from our apathy, our slothfulness, our laziness, and humble ourselves before God. If we humble ourselves before God, then we're open and teachable like little children. That's why Jesus Christ kept using the illustration that we should be like little children. Little children are open and trusting and willing to try and innocent. We have to have, we need to be both signed. This is the tension that that we can we can walk in this, by the way. This is not impossible to walk this way. If you walk this way, can I make a promise to you and your family and your loved ones and the people you interact with? And I'd like you to listen to me very carefully. I don't claim the, the, the title 
of the office of prophet because I don't want to be a stumbling block to people. But God gives me, on a regular basis, prophetic insight, prophetic revelation, and prophetic gifts. So, utilizing the, if you want to change your life, change your family's life, husband's wife, wife's life, nation, community's life, and this is what I'm saying, you need to hear what the Lord is saying through these words. Because there's a prophetic revelation in these words that has the power to transform and bless your life on a level that is beyond what you currently think. So this is what I'd like to share with you. God Almighty, Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, has given us, and by us I mean his people, his children, all who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior and are born again through the blood of Jesus Christ and faith in the gospel, they are the children of God. And God has given us the keys of the kingdom so that if we will obey him, and the primary area of, of uh, obedience in discussion here is we must obey him in the area of repenting from unbelief in any form. When we allow unbelief to enter our hearts and minds and spirits, it shuts down our capacity and ability to utilize the keys of the kingdom. Unbelief blocks the power of God. Unbelief short circuits our answers to prayer. Unbelief causes the keys of the kingdom to not open the door into the realm of the miraculous. This is what I'm saying to you. Whatever you think, in whatever temporal fixation of your mind or consciousness that you've allowed to occur regarding your life, your family's life, your nation's life, your loved one's life, the preaching of the gospel, and, and many other things, the specific challenges that you're dealing with, the, the specific spiritual battles that you're dealing with, I'm here to tell you, as your brother in Jesus Christ, anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm here to tell you that there is a higher level available to your walk in the Lord that has nothing to do with false prophecy or unsound doctrine, etc., etc. What I'm talking to you about is sound doctrine, rightly dividing the word, but the way I would phrase it is the way you derive sound doctrine and rightly dividing the word is that you have to search for it like a passion, and you have to do precisely what God tells us to do, which is, for example, in the book of Proverbs, that we are to pursue godly wisdom. We're to pursue wisdom with everything in us. We're to pursue wisdom with a passion. We're to, we're to pursue wisdom as we would gold or silver or precious jewels or anything else of great value. We are to be aggressive in our pursuit of wisdom, just like we would be if we thought we, we discovered a gold mine or a diamond mine or, or, or diamonds, okay? And if we will obey God and be diligent, God will supernaturally open the doors of our understanding about the keys of the kingdom that he's already given us. And we will be able to harness the supernatural 
and miraculous power of God on a level that has previously been denied to us. And it's at that moment the direction of the spiritual battle in America will change. If even less than 1% of God's people, and I'm talking to you specifically now, if you will, and I will, repent of our apathy, repent of our unbelief, and really begin to contend and lay hold of God, God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing and pour out revival and pour out protection and send in his angelic armies, and God Almighty will roll back the, 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 the juggernaut of evil that's sweeping our nation and world, and especially that is plaguing America. God has given us the power to pray to him according to his word, and if we do, God says he will answer our prayers. So that means we have to radically confront our theology. And by that I mean the confrontation must be like this. We should be searching out anything we believe, anything we're acting on, anything we're saying, anything we're teaching that we call biblical, but is in fact on closer inspection and on the basis of really studying the Word of God and meditating upon the Word of God, we realize we didn't really interpret God's promises, God's Word, with 100% accuracy. And when you, when you deviate, even though your intentions may be right to be teaching sound doctrine, when you deviate, even in a tiny percentage, away from the actual, literal, biblical truth or sound doctrine, you're going to end up depriving yourself and your loved ones and your nations and your nation all that God has for us in the last days. And when I come back, I want to share the secret, the biblical secret, that if you act upon it, it will change your life. It will change every circumstance that you find yourself in. And it will change the direction of the spiritual battle in America, which we so desperately need. But you're going to have to radically confront your inner man or inner woman and quit faking it. Like, by the way, like we all do, like we all do, including me. This is the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us. Stand with me by believing God and making a donation or a financial contribution as the Lord tells you to and, how, and as he instructs you to. I need you to pray for me and everybody associated with the ministry and my family, engage in spiritual warfare for our nation, and I need you to pass the links of our teaching and our message to as many people as, we fa as fast as we can so we can create a critical mass and a tipping point in America that will reverse the curse plaguing our nation. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. I'll be back in a moment. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. The tipping point. When the status quo in America, or the normal, what has become the new normal, is repugnant to you, and there are millions and millions of you that grieve when you see and you hear the insanity that is projected from our entertainment industry, TV, episodic TV, music, the culture. There are millions of people in America who are grieving. They can't stand watching it. It's repulsive to them. And when you, when you peruse it, I'm talking about like episodic TV and stuff, 
so many of these hit shows, uh, and even the ones that, that, you know, a lot of people watch this. this is, I'm talking about the category of, I guess you'd call it like mainstream episodic TV or mainstream uh, TV movies or, or television or film, okay? But, but, but the writers and the, director, the directors seem to have lost their capacity. It's, they rely on sex and violence, sex, violence, murder, darkness, in, intrigue, darkness. It's all, there's always an evil tone, an oppression on these productions. You go back just a couple of years, and, and you had shows where they made room. The writers and the director made room for genuine humor, genuine laughter, versus artificially stimulated laughter based on extreme vulgarity and extreme crudeness. Oh, yeah, you get a laugh. You get like a nervous laugh. People laugh, but they're laughing like as a defense mechanism. It's, that's what you have today. So what you used to have, not that many years ago, was there was always, it didn't have to be a Christian inspirational or religious, religious film, but they made room for innocence, for genuine love, for caring, for self-sacrifice, for patriotism, for faithfulness, for telling the truth. But now, what so much of what we're watching and seeing is, is it's a it's a literal, and, 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 you, and you have to understand that the individuals involved, for the most part, for the most part, I'm not the judge of anyone, but for the most part, the individuals involved don't really understand the full extent of what they're caught up in, and they don't really, really understand the full extent of the power that they have as, the, as not just entertainers, they're, they're essentially the leaders and to a large degree, the creators of our culture and society. So there's a war going on against the light. But remember that darkness has never conquered the light. And the way God intends to turn it around is when God's people stop trying to use their human strength and human wisdom and human strategies to change everything which is what they've been doing now for decades, although, although they, they intentions may have been uh, admirable, they, they did not produce the results they wanted to because they didn't fight the spiritual battle in the proper battlefield. In other words, the spiritual war, let's say, was going on in, in, in one area, but God's people decided in their human wisdom to fight the battle in another area, which was strategically not important. So we have to understand that there, is, there exists a supernatural power that can provide us with incredible wisdom, resources, guidance, knowledge, healing, power, deliverance on a level we've never known before. Now that supernatural source for all of that is God himself, the biblical God. Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. So when Jesus told his disciples to, before he ascended into heaven, Jesus Christ told his disciples to go tarry or wait in Jerusalem until the Father, God the Father, 
sends the Holy Spirit on them, or power from on high on them. Those are the words that are used in the Bible, power from on high. Until God clothes them with power from on high. It's right from the Bible. And power from on high is translated as the is the dunamis, or the dynamite-like detonation of incredible force. Okay? Now, that says that God's people, that God has given his people power if they use it. Now, how do, they, how do you get that power? You don't get that power by endlessly argu- arguing about theological differences. But that doesn't mean you turn a blind eye to, to counterfeit revivals or whatever. But, but you have to also focus on what you're supposed to do to harness God's power. And Jesus tells us, he tells his disciples, he tells them to go to Jerusalem and tarry in Jerusalem until the Father clothes them with power from on high, or the power of the Holy Spirit. Why did they have to tarry or wait? What Jesus was saying is, you're going to go to Jerusalem, and you're going to be there, and you're going to seek the face of God. You're going to wait on God. You're going to tarry in prayer and Bible study and worship. You're going to pursue God. You're going to seek God until you hit the breakthrough zone, and then at a certain point, only known to God the Father, he is going to reward your tarrying, reward your seeking of him, and he's going to do, right, what he said he was going to do. He's going to supernaturally clothe you with power from on high, the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis dynamite power of God, that will supernaturally come upon you, and it is only then, and it is only after that infilling of the Holy Spirit. It is only after you receive the power of the Holy Spirit or walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is only then that you will be able to accomplish effectively all that I've commanded you to do. You cannot heal the sick. You can't lead people to Christ on the level you think you can. You cannot uh, pray for miraculous answers to prayer. You can't bind the demonic realm. You can't do any of that stuff you can't change your nation. You cannot do any of these things if you're going to make the horrific mistake of attempting to do them on your own puny, finite human power. Human power is not strong enough to win a multidimensional spiritual battle. That's what Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying to them loud and clear, the only way you're going to be victorious, the only way you can really please me, the only way you can accomplish the mission that I gave you, such as go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations, and so on. You can't accomplish all those things and bring about revival and bring about uh, a, a biblical great awakening and, and you know, perform legitimate and real miracles as, as means of, of gathering people to come to Christ as their Lord and Savior. What Jesus was saying to you and me and all of his disciples going back to the time of the, quote, disciples, was that without power from on high, you can do nothing. He said it that way, too. He said, without me, you can do nothing. So the temptation for men and women, Christian or non-Christian, secular or believers, the temptation for everybody is the temptation to be God. We think in, in some kind of deception that our willpower, that our will, that our brain, that our wisdom, that our money, that our health, that our looks, that whatever it is you're relying on besides God, 
is the source of your power, and it's not. The source of your power is always. You see, if the source of your power, this is what the pilgrims and Puritans knew, this is why God was able to supernaturally birth the idea and reality of the American dream into the consciousness of the founding fathers and the people who were fighting the Revolutionary War in 1776. What enabled God to birth the American dream, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in America, was the fact that the pilgrims and Puritans made room and allowed God, by obeying him and praying, the pilgrims and Puritans created a portal over America which unleashed power from on high and clothed all those that would receive it with power from on high. A case in point would have been the first great awakening in, uh, that started before 1776. And the first great awakening, the spiritual father of the first great awakening was Jonathan Edwards. Another case in point would be Charles Finney, father of the second great awakening, and prime mover in freeing the slaves with the Civil War. So, you see, the pilgrims and Puritans were on the money, literally, because they viewed God as their source, they studied the Old Testament as diligently as they studied the New Testament, and they knew the secret of sex, success, the secret of wealth, the secret of power, the secret of healing, the secret of victory, and the secret of everything is found in the Bible, and specifically Deuteronomy 28, the chapter known as the Blessings and Curses, where the first half of the chapter is a detailed list of specific blessings, and the second half of the chapter is a detailed list of specific curses. And whether God's people pull in from another dimension, blessings or curses, is dependent on Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2, where God clearly says, if you will worship me alone as God, and not worship the gods of the pagans, or not worship idols, or not worship false gods, that's number one. And then number two, if you will hearken diligently to the Word of God, if you, if you read the Word of God, if you obey the Word of God, that's how you hearken diligently to the Word of God. You read it, and after you read it, you diligently obey it. So if, if God's people will obey and do the first part, which is don't worship idols, only worship the true God, and then if God's people do the second part of Deuteronomy 28, which is hearken diligently unto the word of the Lord thy God, which we're not doing, and so we're under a curse. So we repent of that. That's why intercessory prayer, intercessory prayer and your ability to be an effective intercessory prayer warrior is a life and death situation for you, your family, and this nation. Did you hear what I said? I'm very serious about what I say. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to set you on fire now. Time is running out. There will be, in the relatively near future, when I say relatively near future, I don't have a time or a date. And I don't mean tomorrow, necessarily. I don't have a specific date, except to say that it's close. And I can't define it any further than that. But the Lord has put it in my heart. And, and, and other people, just from research and analysis, uh, are, are picking up a similar thing. We are going to encounter an event that will present great challenge to people all over the world and great challenge to us as Americans, and specifically a great challenge to us as biblical Christians. The only way that we can be prepared for that, besides the practical, rational, logical things that we need to do, 
The only way that we can be prepared for such an event, and the only way we can overcome such an event, and the only way we could potentially put brakes on the event, or severely restrict the event, and it's up to God, but potentially stop the event, the only way we can release the level and intensity of supernatural power, which is the dunamis, the dynamite detonation power of God, the Holy Spirit detonating in the invisible realm. The only way we can use that and apply that to canceling out, limiting, restricting, or or putting this event on a tight leash is to come in an alignment with God's Word through repentance and obedience. So I challenge you now, as the Holy Spirit is in our presence, and the Holy Spirit is ministering to you now, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you now on many levels, and the Holy Spirit is building up your faith. Because, you know, there have been times in my life where I was battling fear, And then, just because I was praying and seeking God, when I had to physically encounter my enemies, before, literally, as I walked through the door in one environment, physical environment, into another physical environment where where there were many enemies, literally, as I walked through the doorway, so, so physically, I was in the doorway. I had entered it, but I hadn't left it yet. So in the doorway, without any expectation on my part, and it was a total surprise to me, I suddenly, fear suddenly disappeared from me. And all of a sudden, miraculously, I was filled with a level of supernatural boldness produced by the Spirit of God and supernatural fearlessness produced by the Spirit of God on a level and an intensity and a force that I had never in my life ever experienced. I experienced it to a degree. But this was the first time I had experienced that level of boldness produced by the Spirit of God on this incredible level. And so I had to change all my plans that I conceived praying, seeking the Lord, using my logical and rational mind. But you see, There was an all-important dynamic that God supernaturally changed, which was I was filled with total fearlessness and total boldness on a supernatural level that exceeded any previous level uh, of, of being filled, or if you want to call it an impartation of that kind of divine power. And so I literally, contrary to my normal, rational, analytical, planning, you know, cost analysis, brain, I literally, on an intelligent level, carried out a strategy that that normally I couldn't have done because fear would have paralyzed me or inhibited me from doing it. But in a state of fearlessness filled with the supernatural boldness of God produced by the power of the Holy Spirit, I literally began physically, I literally walked up to the face of the enemy or my enemies inches, I don't know, six inches, ten inches from their nose, face to face, looking right in the eyes, and they could see that in my eyes, I was totally fearless and filled with the supernatural boldness produced by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's like something sucked the life out of them, and they were immobilized from doing anything effectively 
uh, in terms of evil. They were paralyzed and immobilized. And what caused it? What caused it was I was seeking God, and in the process of seeking God, God delivered me from fear and delivered me from uh, delivered me from fear and filled me with the supernatural boldness or the dunamis dynamite power of God. And God will do the same thing for you. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. It came upon me totally by surprise, and the intensity and level, and yet. Listen, listen carefully. The intensity and the level of the boldness God supernaturally deposited in me by the Spirit of God, not only was there a power from on high that had filled me, not only was I filled with supernatural boldness, but God anointed me, as he will anoint, anoint you, with an attendant, supernaturally enhanced grace in how I conducted myself before non-believers, my enemies, and the people who were watching. I was able to exhibit simultaneously this unusual level of graciousness or grace towards people, and at the same time walk in the supernatural power of God and be filled with the supernatural boldness of God, which, which can, in anybody, including me, if you yield into the temptation, it can easily lead into kind of a braggadociousness or a arrogance or a kind of a pugnacious attitude, which is counterproductive. But God not only gave me the supernatural boldness, he anointed me with a grace, or let's call it a, an advanced people skill, so that I could interact in love, not compromising, with my enemies, non-believers, and, and the people that were there. And I can't really do any better in describing this dynamic to you than what I just did. Everything that I just talked about is available to you now. And my question really is, as you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report, will you be part of God's authentic biblical revival in America that has already begun? Will you be a part of a biblical third great awakening that God wants to release in America. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not talking about the Disneyland delusion that everything is going to be rearranged and perfect in America. I'm not talking about that. Highly likely we're talking about an incremental, but an all-important incremental or an all-important percentage change, which in effect ends up changing the destiny of America, and in effect radically changes your destiny, the destiny of your loved ones, your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, your nation, etc. Because without God's divine intervention on this level of power and penetration, we are going to live in a brutal Marxist totalitarian electronic surveillance state. I've spent 50 years warning about this, and I'm telling you, baby, the wolf is at the door, and the wolf is hungry, and the wolf has rabies, and you better be ready. And don't run in the streets like Chicken Little saying, sky is falling, sky is falling. That's not going to do any good. You need you need to be clothed with power from on high. When you're clothed with power from on high, you will no longer fear the wolves. When the wolves howl, they will immediately act like they've been slammed in the skull with a boomerang, and they'll run for their lives. They will be fearful. And I'm talking about not just physical wolves. I'm talking about wolves that are synonymous with the demons, the principalities and powers, the, the people that are controlled by Satan. Those are wolves. 
And many of those wolves, by the way, as you well know, function as wolves, wolves in sheep's clothing. Wolves in sheep's clothing. In other words, pretending to be Christian leaders or Christian you know, ministries or whatever. But wolves in sheep's clothing come off like they're sheeps, but inwardly they're sent by the enemy to devour God's people, the sheep. So you need, in this time zone, the power of God. Now I ask you to go to paulmcguire.us, send out that Matrix video I recorded. I think you'll like it. I think it's a great, let's call it a pre-evangelistic tool. And I, it's well done, and, and you'll like it. I promise you that. But then send it to people and encourage them to watch it, because it's planting a seed, an all-important seed. Then I ask you to go to paulmcguire.us. Be sure you sign up for the e-blast. That is mandatory. You've got to do that. If you believe in what we're doing, you've got to support me in that. I, I don't sell the list. I don't sell the information. But you need to hook up to the e-blast, because if the bad boys and the bad girls who are really there decide to to sever our social media connection, it's bye-bye for me and you, okay? The only way we can beat them is to for you to join the e-blast because it doesn't function on their technology. And then, of course, join the social media, the alternative social media channels and, and become a follower and stuff and, and support me in that way as you would support me financially. This is not a joke. This is not a game. We're all going to be held accountable at the judgment seat of Christ for what we did or did not do, okay? We're all in the same boat, and God would love to reward us, but we don't want to be stuck in unbelief and stuck in rebellion from God. We all know there's, that's a price tag you don't want to pay. God bless you, your brother in Christ. Stand strong. All things are possible with God. All things. That means there's nothing you're facing, nothing you're involved in, nothing that could possibly come into your life or the life of somebody you know where God does not have among his infinite resources healing, deliverance, power, wisdom, and guidance for you that you can apply in any situation. All things are possible with God. Visit paulmcguire.us. 